What up, Webheads? It's me, your boy, DeMarco, with he my co-host. Again. He did it again. It's me. <laughs> it's me. I forgot about that. It's been, a, it's been a minute since we recorded. He's trying to kick me out. <laughs> That's what's happening. You know who is the real host of this show is. You know who it is. Like you said, this is DeMarco. This is Steven. I almost did it myself. And we're in a garage. Today. We're in a garage. Don't mind any mess that you might see. Um, mind your business. It's real simple. <laughs> it costs you nothing. Uh, this is the Webheads Podcast. We're back again for another week of, uh, of random Marvel events. Yep. Who knows what's going to happen. We do, and you probably... Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But you clicked on this for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you have it, uh, like, comment. Remember to smash that subscribe button. Smash. Hulk, smash that uh, subscribe button, please. And share this with your friends. Yes. Even if it's to say, look at these two idiots. They don't know anything. They don't know anything about comic books. Let's send this to Kevin Feige and make him laugh and whoever the head of Marvel Comics is. Yeah. They can have a good laugh. Don't send it to Victoria Alonso, though. Yeah, I guess not. She's not going to do with anything. Her email's no longer valid <laughs> at Marvel Studios. That email is going to bounce back. <laughs> so, mail her Damon to it. <laughs> this email does not exist. <laughs> Damn, that was quick. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, today we are doing what? We're doing House of X and Powers of X. Ooh. Um, an X-Men story. Yeah. Surprisingly with Fun my history stuff. of X-Men. It's a complicated history with those people. Yeah. Very complicated. Yeah. Very unique, I would say. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that. <clears throat> um, I guess first, what have you been up to? Uh, well, it's been a minute since we recorded. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Um, let's see. Came back from Washington. We went to go visit me and our, our sister, Janae, went to go visit our dad mm-hmm. uh, in Washington. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we ended up we ended up doing a lot of stuff that I didn't think we would do or like I was surprised when I heard all the stuff. Yeah, we went go karting. We went to the gun range. We got tattoos. Yeah. We did a bunch of stuff, and it it was cool because uh, I told Janae when uh, we got there, I was like, I'm cool if we just kind of like chill at the house, mm-hmm. you know, we just spend time with dad. And then first day we get there, he's like, Hey, let's go to the gun range. And I was like... Yeah, he was stressing about trying to find something to do with you guys. It's like uh, when uh, <laughs> when the parents get divorced and the dad's like, no, I got to be the fun one. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I got to find something for these kids to do. <laughs> so we ended up going to the gun range. He Dad brought his guns. We ended up shooting those. Very, like, <clears throat> a lot of power in a gun. Yeah, I still, I've never gone. Yeah. it's uh, It's definitely like a... Because it's not like you can just unload a clip. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just hold the trigger and pop, 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 pop. Yeah. It's like you got to pull the trigger, count to two, mm-hmm. pull it again. So you really feel each shot. Yeah. And each time I did it, I was like, do I want to keep doing this? <laughs> and I do it again. Do I want to keep doing this? So it, it, was a, it was a strange thing. Yeah, I've never gone to the gun range. Um, I don't need practice. I just, <laughs> I'm just... I'm shooting for the heavens. Oh, a fun thing for... You and I and anybody else who wears glasses yeah. when you go to the gun range, mm-hmm. you have to wear protective glasses mm-hmm. that usually do not fit with our glasses either over or 
anything. So good luck trying to aim. Perfect. <laughs> if you're fishing. <laughs> I was trying to aim, and I was like, I can't see shit right now. And Dad's like, aim for the head. Yeah, I can't that, see the head. Exactly what he told me. He was like, go for the head. I'm like, dude, I think I am, but Damn. I can't confirm. That's just a big potato at the end over there. I can't see anything. So he brought it hella close <laughs> to maybe where that cord is. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> two, <laughs> two feet away. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, cool. So we did that. Uh, we went go-karting, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. I mean, it is fun. Yeah. It's I, definitely like a I haven't done that thing. for a while. Yeah. So we were going fast. We were just zipping around corners, <laughs> drifting. And there was one part where Janae was like, kind of like uh, <laughs> driving Miss Daisy on a Sunday afternoon, just <laughs> around the cart. And I couldn't get from around her because she kept making like these wide turns. And then we get to this point where it's basically like a U. Mm. And I was stuck behind her, and she and this other person were about to like crash. Mm. So I cut around them, <laughs> gunned it, hit that turn, and I was out. Flip her off and you drive by. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Bay Area driver. (laughs) I move out the way. (laughs) So we did that. I came back from there. Came back with a cold, actually, so that was fun. Uh, What else? Started working from home uh, two days out of the week, so that's been cool. Um, Just yesterday, uh, we went go-karting again with a couple other friends. Um, we went to Ikea. I won't share the whole story here because it's fun. Mm-hmm. I'll save it for the other show. Yeah. But uh, me, Juan, Kyle, Monica, uh, Brenda, Danny, uh, Susanna, uh, everybody, we all went to Ikea just mm-hmm. to kind of have like a day trip. But we, main reason we were building the studio at Monica's dad's house. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to like make it look nice and have like chairs. Mm-hmm. So we get to Ikea, we get to the chair section, and like all these chairs are hella expensive, two, three hundred bucks yeah. for like good comfortable chairs. Mm-hmm. So we're just like, damn, like none of these are like what we want. And we don't want to spend that much money on a chair. Mm-hmm. So we're like, <clears> all right, we'll just keep walking and see if we find anything. We go to the whole store, don't find a thing. And then we're like kind of like defeated at the end, about to check out, but we're all just like tired, so we're sitting in like a little patio area mm-hmm. Brenda's like oh let me go over to the uh, as this section so she goes over there we're chilling me wanting I Danny. didn't know they had an as this section yeah that's brand new to me yeah so they go over there sure. five minutes later Brenda calls she's like hey come over here we're, we think we found something so we go over there there's these chairs right mm. but there's no cover on them so it's just like the inside of the chair Yeah. and there's three of them so she's like oh these would be perfect for you guys, but there's only three. Mm. And then there's one with, like, no legs sitting there. So we were like, we could get that one. So we're sitting there thinking, like, damn, do we want to do this? <laughs> and then we're sitting there, and Monica's like, wait, there's one over there. So she points. There's one all the way in the back. So four chairs. <laughs> so we're like, oh, shit, we got to get them. So I t- <laughs> the camera zooms in <laughs> on the chairs. <laughs> And there's, like, people trying to, like, get into. Yeah. So I'm like, everybody grab a chair. So everybody grabs a chair. Me and Wongo grab, like, two of those carts. <laughs> we come back, throw the chairs on there. Perfect. All the chairs have their legs. All the chairs are don't have covers, but it's fine. They're only 60 bucks. 
and they originally think 200 or 250 or something. It's not bad. And they had more, but they didn't come with the legs and they didn't come with covers. So all you're buying is. Are like, they like swivel chairs? Or no, like they're like, station, like they're stationary chairs with no legs. Yeah. So like you could buy the chair with no legs, but they don't sell the legs. They don't sell the covers. So you just you have to find all that on your own. But luckily we found the four with legs. There you go. I didn't know they had an ass in section. Yeah, everything Where's in there. Uh, towards like the uh, registers. Really? Yeah, like the very end. You go in there. Huh. Couches, chairs, TV stands. It might be scratched or you know something. Yeah. But you get it as is. Um, and then I think Brenda said on Wednesday that everything's half off in there. I know where I'm going Wednesday then. Yeah, they got some nice stuff in there. Damn, I didn't even know that. I always just like get all my stuff and then just walk straight to the registers. You'd be surprised what you see in there That might be my Wednesday thing. Yeah. Uh, Get some meatballs. (laughs) Yo, the meatballs, not doing it anymore. Really? I had them like a, it might have been like a year ago. Maybe. First off, I love the meatballs. Like, mm-hmm. I would go in there, mashed potatoes, the lingonberry sauce, whatever. Yeah. Eat that shit up. Mm. Yesterday, I went, no flavor at all to any of that. And they gave you a big ass thing of peas, too. No one ate their peas. We had a plate full of peas at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't remember the peas being there. But <clears throat> there's that. Was that really good, though? I used to think it was pretty good. I mean, for the price, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. Man, that sucks. Yeah. I, I, it was, it's been within the last year that I've gone, and I had some of the meatballs. But I can't, maybe I had the vegan ones? I can't maybe. remember. Maybe. Maybe I did too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What else happened yesterday? Something else happened like here. I don't know. I don't but know. yeah, we loaded up the chairs and <clears> the... <throat> Luckily, Danny was smart. She was like, we're taking my car. So we were able to get two chairs in there. It's yeah, not fitting yours. Brenda had, uh, she has a RAV4, so we were able to fit two in hers as well. Drove over to Monica's dad's house, threw them in the, in the house. Are you guys adding more people to the show now? Uh, no. No. Just the four of you guys? Just the four. Um, but like, if we have guests, I think we want to get another chair. Just to... Call it the so we got seat. the one with no with no legs. That's what we were gonna do. We were gonna do that. And just make you guys sit on <laughs> sitting down. You just sit on the floor this. like this, legs just straight out because you can't. <laughs> <laughs> knees to your chest. <laughs> oh hey guys, what's up? We want you to be as uncomfortable <clears throat> as possible. Listen, I'm gonna um, since I have somebody from Memories guaranteed here mm-hmm. right now, I'm gonna ask you because you're here. Can I be on the show this year? Yeah. I want to come in person, though. Yeah. I'm not doing a phone call. We want, to, we want guests. We want to have people on, especially because we're going to... This is a hot scoop. A hot scoop for everybody listening All and right. watching. Let's hear it. We also are also going to do video. All right. So we got cameras. Mm-hmm. We got video cameras. You got cameras and video cameras? We got phone cameras. Oh, shit. We got all different types of cameras. Y'all going to see all different sides of people. Left side of face, right side of face, straight ahead. Man, I'm going to... I got to start doing it on this show, but when you talk, I'm just going to start looking at the camera. 
Sorry, hit him with the DJ. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay. here it's been on my... <laughs> I don't know who's doing this. Uh, you know, the, there's a, a sports field right there. So maybe, uh, but I don't know. Still, that's I don't know what's happening. <laughs> They're going crazy with this. Someone's thing. really excited. They're bringing out the kids, the little league of kids. Yeah. Dun dun. <laughs> Dun, dun, Coming dun, up dun, to bat. Dun, dun. <laughs> Three foot seven. Jackie Thompson. <laughs> 40 pounds. He's a hitter with no quitters. <laughs> it's David Bronson. The king of dingers. <laughs> Let's go. Do <laughs> <laughs> like bat tricks. Yeah. <laughs> they're like the, they're doing that. like the, those uh, Savannah bananas <laughs> out there. The whole team, the whole, whole defense is dancing in the shirt. <laughs> you guys got to relax. They're going crazy with that. I wouldn't even be surprised if the mic picks it up. It's crazy. <coughs> what about you? What have you been up to? Oh, man. Mm. I was going to say nothing, but... Yeah, nothing. Uh, my brother-in-law had... Him and his wife had their baby... Congrats. Um, so congrats to Fazil and Nas. New baby in the family. Yeah, she was uh, uh, a couple weeks... <coughs> Sorry, guys. Was oh, a couple weeks goodness. early. Got to make sure I get the edit point in there. Um, she was a couple weeks early, so she's a little light. But uh, the doctor says she's healthy. Um, good, she's good. very cute, surprisingly, for a newborn. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> most of them aren't. Mine wasn't for the first couple of days. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's cool. <laughs> when, when you saw, like, two-day-old Zara, yeah. were you like, damn, we made it. <laughs> I, was I don't want to have kids. I was a little worried at first. Like, the first day when she came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Like, this is the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. She had the chubby cheeks. Like, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then, like, the, after the first couple of days, they start to lose a little bit of weight. Mm. Um, because they're not getting their food the way they used to. So they start losing, like, a little bit of weight. Um, and then I was like, oh, man, that's not what I expected. <laughs> and, but then they start to gain the weight back pretty quick, so it's like, oh, okay, now it's fine. But Zara, I'm not saying Zara was ugly as a baby. I just didn't, when it's your own kid, it's like, Oh, man. I thought that was just everybody else's kid. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little off-putting at first, but it, it, it didn't last long. Yeah. But there are some, most newborns are just, like, aliens. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Fazil and Nas. They had their baby last week. Um, yeah, DJ, hit it. So that was that. Um their whole family's been going over there, seeing the baby. Um, but the problem is they live on, like, a third-story mm. apartment. So it's, like, it's a pain in the ass to get up there sometimes, um, especially for the older people. But, I mean, what are you going to do? And then for some reason, that apartment doesn't have an elevator. Like, I feel Honestly, like anything over two stories, you should have an elevator. I've seen lots of... Apartment with no elevators. It's weird. Actually, when I seen one with the elevator, I was like, "This is smart." I've, I've, I've seen, seen this. shitty apartment like, this buildings. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen shitty apartment buildings with elevators in them. <laughs> like, man, come on. 
And this is a new apartment complex. <laughs> like, this is like in the last couple of years it's built. Mm. Three stories. But he's, he didn't want people stomping above him, so he was like, <laughs> I gotta get to the top. <laughs> uh, but I get that part, too, because yeah, we, yeah, we lived that. on the, the bottom floor of an apartment complex one time, and... We, we lucked out because those people were just, like, light-footed. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear them that often. But every once in a while, homeboy must have been pissed. He's just, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. It's like, oh, my man, chill out. But I it was never, like, like, two, three in the morning type stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotta have mercy for whoever lives under us if we have an apartment. Because Danny is heavy-footed. Man. This woman I, will... <laughs> I can't move to an apartment again. I, if I do, I got to be on the first floor. With Zara? Oh, uh, yeah. That girl... She's a jumping machine. I So our room, our dining room area is right below our bedroom. Mm. And she'll be in the room sometimes. I'll be down at the table, like, reading or eating. And it, it sounds like there's a 300-pound man above me. Like, the, the stomping and the jumping that she does, <laughs> I'm... Every time, I'm always scared that she's just going to come crashing down on top of me. <laughs> like, the, the lamp is shaking. I'm like, oh, shit. It's, it's like, this is what I imagine people in, like, the Godzilla universe think every time, like, he comes out. Everything starts shaking. The windows are moving. It's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Did I pay the insurance this month? Please. That shit's that's scary as hell. But, uh, yeah, so other than Fazil's uh, newborn baby, um, just work. Um, that's it, really. Comic books. been reading a lot of comic books. I've been trying to, I think I said it a few episodes ago, I've been going through reading Secret Wars, the mm-hmm. 2015 one. Um, but I'm still, I, of course, uh, me... I'm starting from, like, if somebody gives me a suggestion to start just five years before, I guess what, I'm starting five years before. So I started with the the Fantastic Four Jonathan Hickman run. Uh, I f- went through that, and then we got to jump a few years later when he started years later. But after the Fantastic Four run, he starts doing Avengers and New Avengers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but then I, I didn't realize until I started reading everything that to get to Secret Wars, I actually have to go through like two or three other events. Yeah. So um, I just got to Infinity right now. Um, I'm not sure how that's panning out. But I forgot how that ends, really. Yeah, the, I, I read that for Secret Wars, it's, it's one of those events where... Like... The, people say it, it would... It was a million times better on the first read when you're at reading through everything because you don't know what it's leading to. Yeah. Um, so knowing that everything that you're reading leads to Secret Wars kind of changes how it ends for you. But this, everybody still says it's great nonetheless. So I'm hoping that that's how it stays. But um, I... I think that Jonathan Hickman's writing is making me better at discerning whether the current stuff that I'm reading is good or not. Mm. Because his writing is just really that good. 
and his storytelling is just really that good, especially over like, I, cause I, I, I really, we've been doing this for two years now and we've seen how events can pan out over the six months to 12 months or whatever it is. Mm. And how like there's so much filler and like all this random shit in there. Like he doesn't have that. Like his, it's like, it's like he's writing a movie like every time. And there's, like, no filler in there. So, like, now, like, reading, like, the current stuff, like, on some of the books that I'm reading, I'm, like, 10, 11, 12 issues in. Sometimes, some of it's more. Um, and then now I'm, like, on some of those, I'm, like, hey, maybe this isn't so good. <laughs> maybe I'm just reading this every week because I, like, I just like the character. But the story is not that good. So I've... Uh, I've stopped picking up a few. But he's good. You know, I, I, I never thought of doing this until you just said it, but I was like, I should read based off of, like, the writer sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's, there's writers that I like their stuff and I want to read. Yeah. But I, I think I, I, I was mostly going off of the character or mm-hmm. the, the art. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so, like, I didn't really attention to who the writer was mm-hmm. I know Jonathan Hickman just because I did read the Secret Wars uh, run and everything and the Avengers and all that um, and there's like a lot of writers that uh, aren't writing for Marvel anymore that I, I knew of but like right now I know like what's his name uh, Donny Cates mm-hmm. he was doing like the Venom stuff I like that yeah I like um, um, Chip uh, Chip Zdarsky yeah. He's really good, too. Yeah. Jonathan Hickman, his, uh, what we're going to be talking about today, he was doing the House and Powers of X. Okay. So, and that's what I kind of, well, I'll wait till we start talking about mm-hmm. it, but yeah, there's some things in the Avengers that I'm starting to recognize in here, mm-hmm. um, in his writing style, and I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's it's making comics a little bit more enjoyable. Um, I'm just, I'm reading the Secret War stuff at like my own pace, so we'll see how how it goes, um, how long it takes me to actually finish everything, and there goes Robbie Rodello just texted me, "Hey, I hope you guys have a good pod. <laughs> Crush it, man." <laughs> Shout out to Robbie Rodello. Yeah, that guy's too nice. He's he's really like the nicest guy you'll ever the, meet. He's gonna edit this and like probably try to cut it out or something. <laughs> but he is literally the nicest person that yeah, I'm sure most people know. He's the nicest person I know. Like Even, I thought I I thought I was nice, but I met him and I'm like I'm an asshole. I know I'm not nice. <laughs> I know I'm I'm a decent person at best. I know that. But when I see him or when I'm around him, I think, like, oh, like, there's some things that go through my head, like, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> it's like he makes you, like, look at your whole life and be like, damn, I shouldn't have done that third grade. <laughs> he, yeah, he, cha- he changes. I don't know what he does, but it's like he, he shows up and it's just like, no, nah, I got to be better. 
Like every time, I gotta be better. <laughs> Even Fairy, when Fairy uh, came by Grandma's house that uh-huh. time and he was there, we were driving home and she was like, "I really love him. He's so nice. <laughs> like he's like the sweetest person." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, no. Uh, like everybody knows that. Grandma loves him. <laughs> like I, there's so many times we go over to Grandma's house and I get there. And she's like." We're just talking about random stuff, and she's like, so when's Robert coming back? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I told him he can come by anytime he wants to. And she's like, oh, okay, just let me know. <laughs> it's, he's so, this world, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He's. If you ever have a chance to meet the man. Yeah. Embrace it. Take it, uh, film it for yourself, <laughs> so you can go back to it. <laughs> Having those awfully bad days, just yeah. <laughs> just replay the video of you meeting Rob, because it, it it'll go back. It'll set you right back on the course. Yeah, you having you having a shitty week at work? Play that video back. <laughs> Rob was right. <laughs> yeah, I do need to have a good day today. <laughs> And it's simple stuff. Like, it, it's funny because I talked to him one time. He was like, hey, do you mind if I call you today? First of all, nobody ever, yeah, like, asked to call. It's, they just like, call. They just call, and then it's like, oh, are you busy? <laughs> okay, cool. And then they talked to you for 45 <laughs> minutes. Like, no, fam, I was busy. He called, and, or he texted me. He was like, hey, can I call you in a little bit? He gave me a time frame and everything, called me. I, we were on the phone for like 45 minutes I didn't care at all <laughs> I was at work I had stuff to do I did not give a shit like stop and even in the middle of it he was like yeah you know I'm, I'm sorry I know I'm keeping you don't worry about it <laughs> don't care <laughs> just, just keep calling man I, I do not care you got it I love that guy <coughs> you better not try to cut it out either. <coughs> but uh, let's see what else we got. So that's I've done nothing. Um, just read comic books. Saw a brand new baby. Uh, Ferial's cousin is here right now with her baby, um, and that thing is she's so freaking cute. I just I, mean, I just want to have babies around all the time. Not all of mine. <laughs> Did you hear those footsteps? <laughs> That's her. I know it is. <laughs> um, what else? That's it. The comic books we got coming out. <coughs> okay, that's not where I was supposed to be. I don't even remember how to work this. Okay, there we go. Comic books for, what's the week coming up? The fifth? Yeah. Yeah. So we got uh, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number 11. Cosmic Ghost Rider, number 2. the hell are you? Ghost Rider, number 13. I Am Iron Man, number 2. Immoral X-Men, number 3. This Sins of Sinister event that's going right now. I gotta be honest. I think I'm a little underwhelmed. Really? Yeah. I'm six, <laughs> six or seven issues in. And I think there's only like four more, but I'm kind of underwhelmed. <laughs> uh, Joe Fix it, <laughs> Joe Fix it number four. 
I'll stop that after number one. Uh, Planet of the Apes, number one. Rogue and Gambit, number two. That, the first one was surprisingly good. Uh, Scarlet Witch, number four. Both ones are pretty cool. Um, who showed up in there? So in that one, Scarlet Witch has um, like a li- uh, not a library, a bookstore mm-hmm. where um, one of the doors leading into the bookstore is um, like if if you're anywhere in the world and you're like at your wit's end and you need like an answer for something or a solution for something, uh, you end up walking through, it helps you like try to fix things or solve things. So, so far she's had like a random person, uh, Vivian, uh, Vision's daughter, like, yeah, Vision's daughter is, was in one of them. Polaris showed up in one. Um, it's been fun. I really like Polaris. Her sister. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Spider-Gwen, Shadow Clones, number two. Spider-Man, number seven. That's the, um, the end of the Spider-Verse story. That one's really interesting right now. I, I want to give away spoilers, but I won't. That one's really good. Uh, what else? Uh, the, <coughs> the Amazing Spider-Man, number 23. The Avengers War Across Time. That one's pretty good, too. Um, Kang is trying to find he's going through time trying to find the Avengers at their weakest point so he could take over um, because Earth's Avengers are the only ones that he hasn't really uh, defeated so he's doing what he can Uh, Venom number 18 and Wolverine number 32 so that's for that's everything that's coming out on April 5th Um, there's some second printings, some trade paperbacks. Uh, April 12th, we got Bloodline, Daughter of Blade, <coughs> number three. Uh, Captain, Aware- Captain America, Cold War Alpha, number one. And that's uh, Sam and Steve meeting back up again. Um, Captain Marvel, number 48. Carnage, number 12. Fantastic Four, number six. That story's crazy right now. Fantastic Four? Yeah. Read, uh, freaking, they got into some trouble fighting some, I forgot who it was. I think it was, like, Annihilus and, like, all his minions from the negative zone. I think. I don't remember that part. Uh, but they ended up having to displace, like, the first, or the top, like, four floors of the building in time and now they can't like that that part of the building doesn't come back for like a whole year and um Ben and Alicia's kids are were up there so like Ben and Alicia just like lost it they took off and then they were gone for like months and months and Johnny Storm has a Attention all Marvel fans. Don't miss out on the speaking event of the year. Join us for an unforgettable evening with Captain America and Spider-Man. Get ready to hear inspiring stories of courage, determination, and heroism straight from the mouths of these two legendary superheroes. 
You'll learn about their struggles and triumphs, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hi, I'm Captain America, and I'm honored to be here and share my experiences with all of you. We all have a responsibility to make the world a better place, and I hope to inspire you to do just that. Hey guys, I'm P. Um, Spider-Man. I'm excited to join Captain America on stage and talk about the importance of never giving up, even when things seem impossible. I hope to inspire you to embrace your own inner superhero and make a difference in the world. Captain America and Spider-Man in the Flesh, only at Crypto.com Arena. Brought to you by the Webheads Podcast. Tickets are available now at webheadspod.com. Um, Johnny Storm has a nasty-looking motorcycle mustache with <laughs> the handlebars. Um, but it's good. Yeah. And the first four covers were um, they had variants uh, done by Alex Ross. The man is amazing. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, the man is amazing. Uh, there's a new Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. I'm going to check that out. Marvel Voices, Spider-Verse, number one. Miles Morales, number five. Moon Knight, number 22. Silver Surfer, Ghost Light, number three. I stopped at number two. Wasn't a fan of it. Didn't like where it was going, really. Uh, Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, number three. That's the last Storm one for the Sins of Sinister story. Uh, X-23, Deadly Regenesis, number two. And X-Men number 21. And there's a there's going to be a new Alligator Loki story on uh, Marvel Unlimited. Ah, okay. And, oh, that's one thing, too. So, um, I, I ordered... I ordered for... I get my comic books every week. And the store that I go to is Crush in Castro Valley. Um, and I use this app called Comic Hub where you could just go through the, the different covers and everything, pick which ones you want, stuff like that. But it, not everything that you pick is going to be guaranteed that you're going to get it. Um, so I was looking forward to this past week because that's when that Jeff story came out, cool. the little shark. And I think I showed you the cover. It's like a Jaws-looking yeah. one, and then I never got it. Uh. And then I didn't, see the, I didn't see the book anywhere in the store, so I couldn't even like, pick up the story. So now I gotta like go to like a whole bunch of different comic book stores this week, try to find it. I was really upset about it too. <laughs> like, damn, man. But uh, that's all I got for comic books. That's what I've been up to. Um, that's it. Well, just real quick, so we can jump into the story. Let's yeah. jump into some Marvel news that happened recently. All right, you want to take a break real quick first? Yeah, we'll jump, take a break. Okay. All right. right. Let's go. All right, we're back. Let's do it. What news do we got? So, big news, MCU news. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marvel producer Victoria Alonso is out. She's out. And before we jump further into it, we know this is old news. We know this has happened. We do this every two weeks, guys. You guys are going to get this another week or two after. Yeah. You know, we know that. But we want to talk about it because it's a big thing. And it's going to always, we're always going to have topics to talk about that are old news. Yeah. But we want to give our input on it. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, she's out. Yeah. So there were those rumors in the beginning of why she got kicked out. Yeah. Or why they got rid of her. Saying that it was like, She's creating a toxic workplace. Mm. 
and all that stuff. But what it really was, was because she worked uh, on a different movie for an outside studio. Yeah. Um, and they told her, you can't do that. <laughs> well, they said it was a breach of contract, but I think I had read somewhere that she had gotten, like, the go-ahead to do it. Or she's to her lawyer saying mm. that she got to go ahead to go ahead and produce that movie, mm. but then someone else is saying no, it's a breach of contract. Someone at Disney said it was a breach of contract, mm. and uh, you know your contract says you can't work on any movies. Yeah, I uh, heard other rumors it was due to her not wanting to blur a, a, a gay pride flag in Ant Man and the Wasp or Quantumania. Uh, she was told to blur it. She said no. Um, I, that I don't believe. That just yeah, that seems like a little yeah. far to go for. Just America Chavez had a, a a pride flag yeah. on her jacket the whole time. So that doesn't seem like that's the actual reason. I mean, we may never know the actual reason. We probably won't. Um, I mean, all this is pretty much going to be handled behind closed doors, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt she'll be rehired or anything. But I mean, over the past. Well, she's been working there for 17 years. Something like that, yeah. How, and I mean, she, she's the head of, like, the special effects mm-hmm. and, like, the sets and all that stuff. Like, what do you think, now that she's out, the new person, like, do you, are you, do you think we're going to see changes in how people are seeing the special effects or I, the response that people are giving? You think it's going to make a difference at all? I don't think that we're going to see, like... If anything, I hope that we see a change in the quality of the visual effects. But I think that... I don't know if that's going to come because she's gone or if it's going to come because they've lightened the load of the projects we're going to get this year. Mm. Because for the last... What, phase four was, what, the last what, two, three years? They put out a lot of stuff, yeah. man. So it's like, I mean, they even joked about it in She-Hulk. Like, like we don't have time to, <laughs> to reanimate it, this. So like, you got to, like, just get to it. Like, it's... Yeah, so I don't know if that's going to... If the visual effects are going to get better because she's gone. I don't, I don't think that that's the case. I think it's just going to solely be because they have less projects coming... I mean, yeah, like, I agree. Like, I don't think she's the sole reason a lot of the stuff didn't look as good as it could have looked. You know, it's like, if you're putting out 15 projects a year, yeah, and, you know, someone has a deadline, yeah, they're going to be maybe not the best person to be around. Not yeah, the best, I mean, but, which isn't a reason to treat people bad, but, like... No. If that is the case, if that's what she was doing, like, treating people bad because, like... Oh, no. Man down. Now you guys saw behind the scenes. <laughs> um, yeah, if she was treating people badly because, like, she was stressed out of work, it's not a good enough excuse. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I get the stress that she could be under because, like, I do pest control, and sometimes I, I do, like, two or three jobs a day. Yeah. When they try to throw a fourth one at me, it's like, yo, I don't have time for this. Like, I, I don't want to do overtime. <laughs> like, but for her, like, that's, that's on a whole different level. Like, yeah. If you have 
Uh, you have multi-million dollar projects that yeah, are yeah. like you're responsible for. Yeah, there's no just like, well, I don't really have time for that today. Like, yeah. It's like, no, Victoria, you got to find somebody to finish these visual effects for this show. And I hear, I don't know if this is true or not, but her and Kevin Feige were like, like single-handedly approving all special effects like coming through. So it's like, you're, you're sitting through, like looking through, I don't know if it's frame by frame or just shot by shot, mm-hmm. but like, okay, this looks good. That looks, needs a little bit more work. Yeah. You know, and like, like we said, 10, 15 projects coming out a year. Yeah, and maybe, that, that, and maybe that's just not a, a single person's job. Yeah. Like, maybe that's more of a... And I'm sure they have a team that does it, but maybe it's, like, uh, there's just not one person that's actually approving everything. Maybe you have a team running through all this stuff, and maybe, like, that makes the process faster. You can get it back to the visual effects team faster. They have more time to work on it instead of just maybe a few people looking at it and saying... Oh, give me a day or two to look at it, and I'll send it back if there's anything that needs to be fixed. Like, I, I don't know the whole process over there, but yeah, it it seems like there's it seems like there's not enough cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. At least for what they're trying to put out. Yeah. Now that they're kind of lessening what we're getting, I'm yeah. glad that they're doing that mm-hmm. because it made me realize just like. Remember how special Marvel movies felt when you're getting two or three a yeah. year? You're like, oh shit, like, I gotta yeah. wait a couple more months, but I wanna get this movie. Mm-hmm. I wanna get this this movie at the end of the year. Yeah. And I mean, I'm grateful that we had that year or two where we're getting, like, mm-hmm. something every month, it felt like, but, like, it kinda took away that, like, specialness of, like, a little bit, yeah. Keeping up with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you were just like. And I think this, I think them cutting it down again. Because, uh, you know, everybody's been talking about, uh, like, Marvel fatigue, like, yeah. or the superhero movies dying out. And it's like, I don't... I think if they kept at the pace that they've been going in the last couple of years, you might have hit that. Yeah. You might have hit it sooner than you wanted to. I mean, I'm sure they don't want to hit it at all, but I'm, you keep running a project almost every month like you were, yeah, you're going to hit it. But, like, if you're going to cut it down, like, it seems like they have and do, was like, two shows this year or two or three shows this year? And then, I mean, you're already halfway done with the movies coming out this year, I think. Yeah, I think, what, there's one more? Two uh, more. Guardians in May. And the Marvels in November. Yeah. So that's a, I feel like that's a good, like, stretch in between, like, like damn! Like when's the next one coming out? Yeah. Like, like make months? me want it. Yeah. Like, don't just keep <clears throat> handing me food and here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Because then it, that's that fatigue. It's like, oh no, I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. Like, no, okay, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> keep it. <laughs> I'm not hungry. And yeah, I, I do. I do guess it's time to take a break. All right. All right. Well, we're back. Uh, should we start over? No. Okay. But yeah, now that we we have it, it's just like cool. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not ever gonna 
not be not be grateful that mm-hmm. it's out. But I think they did a. I think it, they did a, themselves a favor, really, yeah. um, not or lessening that the release schedule. Like, cool. It, it might take a little bit longer for, and I'm sure there's still some like secret projects that mm-hmm. are still going to come up. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to what we have left this year. I know Secret Inv- Invasion comes. I think we're getting a new trailer June. for that. At the time of this recording, tomorrow, I think there's supposed to be a new trailer. Okay. And then, I think a new trailer for Guardians. Our tickets go on sale tomorrow. Yeah, tickets go on sale. Um, yeah, Secret Invasion comes out in June, Guardians in May, and Marvel's in November. I feel like there's another show. I, there's a rumor Loki is supposed to come out some oh, sometime this year, year. Yeah. but we don't know if that got pushed. We don't know what's going to happen with that, with some other news that happened fairly recently in the character, or actor, in that show. Who? Jonathan Majors. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they're saying it's not true. Yeah. He, he said he has video evidence of it not being true. So, um, we gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. <laughs> Um, I can't, as uh, someone who's half black, I, I, I'm going to say that I'm rooting for him and, and hoping that it's not true. Yeah. Because um, I do, I do like, I liked him in his movies that I've seen him in. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. But I mean, that uh, R. Kelly's a good singer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I you only get so far with the good acting. Yeah, that's only gonna buy you so much credit, buddy. <laughs> so I'm praying that that you have that video evidence and it's all proving uh, your side of the story. Yeah, but if if you but otherwise, Marvel's gonna have some you got real some explaining to do. To cover up. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy, you got some real <laughs> explaining to do. Because that's I don't know how you're gonna pull that one off. That's not gonna work. Uh, some other quick news before we jump into the story. Uh, Disney's been like laying off a bunch of people. People. Yeah. One of the people they did lay off though was Ike Permutzer or whatever his name was. Yeah, Perlmeyer or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So he's, for those that don't know, he was uh, I think Marvel CEO or something at some point. Yeah. Uh, and was just terrible, terrible, racist, you know, just cheap guy. Mm-hmm. Always looking for a way to cut, like save money. He mm-hmm. didn't want to pay uh, Robert Downey Jr. to come back in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fine with Terrence Howard being replaced as with Don Cheadle because he figured nobody would notice a different black guy. Um, just like a bunch of just shitty things he did. Yeah. And I guess now he uh, over the like past like I think five, six years, he hasn't had, like, a real big hand in Marvel. Mm. I guess he's just been running, like, more, like, the um, product deal stuff and, like... Yeah, they... I forgot what movie it was, but... um, He didn't... What movie? Oh, Iron Man 3. He, um... I forgot what the character's name was, but there was a woman in there uh, who... 
the the director or the writer originally wanted this woman to be the the villain in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but he said that they had. My God. Uh, he said that um, a woman's not gonna sell toys. Oh yeah. So. Um, and you guys gotta change it. <laughs> that was it. He's like, you guys gotta change it. I, whose video was that? Uh, you watch that girl Jay Stoops? No. Uh, there's a girl on uh, Jay. Her name's Jay Stoops on TikTok. Uh. Um. And she, uh, she made a video about it. Uh. And how much of a shitty person he is. Yeah. Yeah. So we're glad he's gone. Yeah. So here's a. Let me look into the camera and tell you, I. This is a strong. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Kiss my ass. You and your weirdo friends. They were waiting to get you out of there. Nobody wanted you. We have, we've only heard of one other person being re- <laughs> let go from Marvel so far. <laughs> <laughs> and you were the first person we heard about it. Kick rocks, I <laughs> And kiss my ass. So he's gone. Get out of there. Good riddance. Hope we never hear from you ever again. Never again. Old racist. But yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll end it on that (laughs) lovely note. Yeah. Uh, We'll jump into this week's story. What do we got? What do we got? House of X. House of X and Powers of X. Okay. So was Powers of X... uh, Is this all one story or is it... It's an intertwined story. So six issues each... Mm -hmm. But they intertwine. Okay. Um, and so earlier what we were talking about when you were talking about Jonathan Hickman and how you kind of use his writing as like a judgment of yeah. what's good. Uh, as you were saying that, I started thinking like, like do, do I remember like Jonathan Hickman's work? Like, and I did because when I was reading Secret Wars when it came out and mm-hmm. the Avengers and all that, there's a lot of like complex... Uh, I guess, like, rules to his writing mm-hmm. or to his story. Yeah. You know, like, it does, it's not just here's a bad guy, here's a good guy. There's, like, a lot of, like, gray area in a lot of what he does and mm-hmm. what he writes, especially for these characters. And for me, it, it's hard for me to, like, really, like, comprehend what he's writing sometimes. Yeah. Um, and not to say that it makes it bad, it, it makes me, like, really think about, like, Oh, these are these are comic books, but it makes me think on a bigger scale than mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, for example, in uh, his Avengers run, in his new Avengers, they, the, the Illuminati has to stop incursions, mm-hmm. right? But there's a whole complex idea of what an incursion is. Yeah, you know? it's, they get to a point where it's like, um, like no, saving our world means that we have to completely annihilate a yeah. whole nother world a whole nother universe yeah and it's like to think on that scale like no you're yeah. not just an earth and some of the guys are just like yeah no it makes sense because I'm not I don't want to die yeah and I have to save like my job is to save everybody on this earth yeah but then some of the other guys like Black Panther is just like really struggling with it because like, it's the weight of trillions of lives that yeah. you're essentially putting on the getting killing mm-hmm and it's like, how do you 
And you, to write that and to be yeah. like, yeah, this is the idea I want to go with. It's yeah. like, damn, like that's that's good to put that yeah, sort of weight on a on a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like we know you can lift a car and like a building and save people. Yeah. But can you hold the weight of an entire or multiple universes that you've destroyed? Yeah. And so, thinking about that, I was like, damn. Jumping into House of X of Power versus X, Jonathan Hickman <clears throat> really kind of like not puts them in a corner, but like makes mutant mutant kind like kind of really step up and like put everything they got into yeah. this mm-hmm. and like the scale and the weight of all of it really comes through not not even that long into the story yeah. you really start to like from the get you feel like this is not just an x-men story this is like this is universe changing this is epic mm-hmm. and i was like have you read it no not no yet. okay so it's kind of hard to like really throw out where it starts and like how to follow it mm-hmm. because it does jump around a lot. Yeah. Um so I'll kind of start with like where I remember like the main what I would call like the main run through line mm-hmm. of the X-Men the mutants are tired of being almost extinct all the time yeah it seems like almost every few years something happens where they're just at their wits end Mm -hmm. they're struggling to survive whether it's humans just hunting them down and treating them like shit they can never just live in peace yeah for more than like a couple of years yeah or if scarlet witch saying all no more mutants yeah you know they're just there's always something preventing them from reaching that that status of the next step in evolution. Mm. And so Charles and Magneto decide that, well, Charles really decides that he needs to give mutants their own, their own place. Mm. And so we, it starts with, uh, I think it's in Australia, I want to say. Those mutants love Australia. They really do. I I was noticing that. It's like <laughs> that's where they went, man. In uh, I want to say the mutant massacre. Yeah, but no one knew that they were yeah, still alive. Yeah, yeah. They went to Australia. Um, actually, let's let's go back a little bit more. I'll just kind of give like the breakdown. So there's this island called Krakoa, mm-hmm. and it's essentially this. It's a mutant island because it's technically alive. It has like yeah. a presence. Um, and that's where they decide to set up this island. Mm-hmm. And they do it because because this island is a mutant island, it can pretty much give them and work with them in symbiosis mm-hmm. in a way where uh, only mutants can survive here. And like they can do so much more here that they couldn't do there, mm-hmm. um, even though on the mainland. So... They have this island where only mutants can live. Yeah. Uh, and they want to be recognized as a nation, as its own place in the world. Yeah. And so they Charles comes up with this idea to basically give the world, bribe them pretty much. He has a drug that will extend their life by five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has all this other stuff that he's willing to just give them for free. 
as long as you recognize Just, hey, this nation as... Charles, you can't have your own island. Are you sure? You want five extra years? You sure about that? Hey, my friend. You're like five years? Five <laughs> extra years? I got five years right here. You want to see it? <laughs> Just huh? sign this. I'm a nation. Right here. The pen's right here. Just sign it. See, but it, and that's where it's, it's difficult to even explain the story because it, it jumps in so many different ways. There's, because it jumps into the future, mm-hmm. it jumps into the past, it jumps into different timelines in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly where everything kind of sits. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is the mutants are never going to be safe. No. Really, is what it's getting at. No matter what they do. What, what, real quick, what year was this story? 2019. Okay. So, yeah, we're in 2023 right now. Yeah. And in the current comics, it, that place isn't safe. No. Not at all. A lot has happened <laughs> in these current years, which actually made me want to read the story because yeah. I'm really interested in what's going on now in the mm-hmm. books uh, and especially what happened in Judgment Day yeah. and how that was able to, like, go down. Um so we also pop in with Moira. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, is her... Moira McTaggart. Is Mc- that her last name? Yeah, McTaggart. Because in, in the book, I think Unless they gave her changed. like a last name. They gave her a different last name. I mean, maybe it's a different one. Yeah. But essentially, we, we, we follow her, mm-hmm. and we find out that she's a mutant as well. Yeah. So she her mutant power is... Reincarnation. Yes. Which leads to a lot of problems in the future as well. So in this story, we find <clears> out <throat> that she... So she has vague memories of the past life, mm-hmm. but doesn't think anything of it. Dies again. Comes back. Has more of those memories and starts thinking something's, something's off. Dies and comes back realizes I'm a, I'm a mutant. Mm. And then she starts to figure out, how do I, like, make a difference? Because she, she, she still lives those lives in normal X-Men storylines where we see her. Mm. She sees all the stuff happening to mutants and everything. And then when she dies, she's like, okay, I got to make it better. Mm. So she's using all this knowledge to kind so of... She's, she's going back to that... So she gets reborn as herself, mm-hmm. but she has all that prior knowledge of hap- what happened with other. But she, when she's reborn, she's reborn at that time. No, she starts her whole life all over again. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, yeah, because <clears throat> in um, the sins of sinister story mm-hmm. is going right now. Uh, sinister gets a hold of her DNA, and uses, uh, manipulates it so he can use it as a save point for mm-hmm. his. So he. He does something and then goes through life how it should. But if it if something doesn't work out, then he resets mm. and goes back to that point and does it over again. Yeah, but in a different way. And tries to fix it and then just keeps doing that. Yeah. So she she's trying to do all this stuff to like pretty much make sure life 
can continue on for mutants. Mm. And she does it all different types of ways. She becomes a killer. She, she becomes the more that we see throughout the normal books where she's helping Charles out. Yeah. She even at some point becomes like an equal to Apocalypse where I think they're like lovers mm. because they know that like they need to be the, the wall between extinction and mutant kind. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of her storyline up to a certain point. Okay. Uh, then we follow the X-Men kind of moving into Krokoa, and we see the backstory of how everything kind of comes together. Emma Frost is involved in sort of like the, she's sort of like the face of it, because she, right now she's running uh, the Hellfire Corporation. Mm-hmm. So multinational company, big, multi-billion dollar like, yeah. contracts. The Hellfire Gala is coming up this year, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll see us there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, she's running this, and uh, they basically just go up to her and say, hey, we want you to be the face of this. We want you to be the, to help us get these drugs, uh, so everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And if they don't want to sign the, the accords, Maybe some black, black market stuff. You know, get the get Just, to them. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's no money in these pages. But like you write down a number. Just just look at it. And the answer is yes. <laughs> just, just let us know. So, we see the backstory of how. And it, it almost kind of seems like Charles. We were talking about this earlier. Like mm-hmm. Charles Xavier is a menace. Yeah. As good as his intentions are, he's woefully arrogant. Yeah. And, but not to, in a way where it's like, I don't care, like, I'm the smartest guy there is, mm-hmm. and I don't care what happens. Like, it's going to happen the way I want it to. Yeah. But more like, he's just struggling to find some way to, like... He has, like, this... Child- <coughs> He has, like, this childlike um, belief in humans and that he just thinks that, like, no, if you just, like, treat them the way that, like, you want to be treated, then things are just going to turn out great for us. Or if you just, like... And it's never... In in all of their history, it's never done that. Yeah. Like, there's some stragglers <clears throat> here and there who are like, oh, yeah, no, like, you guys are people, too. Like, there's obviously some people like that in the world, but no, that's not how it's going to work. And But you just keep gaslighting, like, your whole team and letting them believe that, like, all you have to do is this and we're going to be fine. Yeah. And it never is. Yeah. And, like... I want to almost give him the benefit of the doubt because at this point, he's just... This is, like, his last chance. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's such a good, like, idea, if you think about it. I want to give all mankind this land where we can just govern ourselves mm-hmm. and be ourselves and not have to worry about <clears throat> hatred and this and that. And, like... It's almost hard to see where that can go wrong. Yeah, it's a great idea. Because you're getting all mutants together, not just the good mutants we've seen, but all of them. Mm. Shaw, Apocalypse, uh, you know. Which is wild. You should not. I mean, I, I get why you're doing it. Yeah. But you should not <laughs> invite Apocalypse. 
<laughs> to your island. Sinister's there. Yeah. Yeah, like you're inviting all your enemies there to live on this island in peace. And that's a risk right there. So mm-hmm. to to even take that risk, you have to have what you feel is like the ace in the hole. Like yeah. this is the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know because it's comics, like nothing's ever nothing ever lasts, but you still like you have to know that these minds, these egos, these people mm-hmm. together doesn't is not gonna work out. No. And uh, so yeah, they you can just kinda see from the planning stages of how everything working out, you mm-hmm. can kind of see where they make the mistakes of who they let in and mm. how much power they give. Uh, so this island nation of Krakoa is where, and he had, he has these huge ideas. Like, it's not that he wants them to live there. He wants them to thrive. And so he's found out a way to essentially make more mutants immortal. Mm-hmm. All any mutant, yeah, anything immortal. Mm-hmm. And so what he what he does, he has I believe I think it's five mutants. I forgot exactly who. Uh, there's a character named Gold Balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think her name's Tempest, if I remember correctly. Hope. Um, who else is there? But essentially, he can. He has, he can create like these eggs mm-hmm. and he uses the DNA from the mutant. Uh, he uses one mutant's like time powers to kind of speed up the process. Yeah. Uh, Hope can pretty much have everybody who's involved with it, their powers work in unison mm-hmm. to, because if they were to do it just without Hope, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work. But she's able to kind of get everybody's power and like, equal everything out just enough to where yeah. it can create a body. Yeah. Did you say unisense? Unisys? Un- unisense? Unison? Unison? Yeah. I don't know. What's the right word? Unison. Now, unison. Yeah, I think you said unisense. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. basically, they can create a husk, what they call a husk. Yeah. And that's essentially just a body. There's no personality in there. Mm-hmm. But that's where Charles comes in, because he has a new upgraded Cerebro that he wears. It's like a helmet yeah. with the X on it, which I think it's, is so stupid. It's, uh, it covers, like, his whole face. <laughs> it looks so stupid. <laughs> but, I mean, technology-wise, I guess, like, he went from that huge-ass room to yeah. just this helmet. I um, So, I've never seen the Tron movies, uh, but I feel like that his mask. <laughs> I'll pull it up so you guys can see it. But he, yeah, so he, what he essentially does is every week he uploads every mutant. Mm-hmm. He uploads their consciousness to a backup. Yeah. And then I think it's like every month he uploads that consciousness onto another one. Mm-hmm. And so one is like, and it's like all their thoughts, their. Yeah, it's, it's your, it's, it's just like when you. your cell phone backs up. Yeah. It's just... It, it's everything. Yeah. And so he can... When you die, you get reborn, and then he just implants your thoughts and everything mm-hmm. that you had up to that... Prior yeah. to that that death, 
into your him doing this is, is part of the of why the sins of sinister event is happening. Yeah, because you know why he gives sinister the the task of basically getting all the genetic DNA mm-hmm. for every mutant <laughs> and storing it. He is the last person. He's not even even a mutant. No, <laughs> no. One, I, that's one thing. One, he's not a mutant. He should not be there. You guys should not have let this man. This whole thing has just been about stealing, <laughs> stealing mutants, experimenting on mutants. <laughs> that's been this against whole their thing. will. And then you guys are like, "Come on, man! <laughs> Come on!" And then you, and then you give him the open ability to to take in all of their DNA. Yeah, and store it. Yeah. And then, I'm telling you, that sense of sinister story, he goes nuts with it. <laughs> it's just like, okay, it was like, oh, let's make a, a clone of Jean Grey. Yeah. That was 20, 30 <laughs> years ago. This, this man, man moved on yeah, from that. This man went nuts with it. And this is what he looks like now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, guys. And in that, sh- that shot right there, yeah. that's the first time we see him kind of bringing... The team back to life, mm-hmm. and it, that that shot gave me the heebie-jeebies. Like, because it's almost like he he feels like like he's coming off as like some sort of god. Mm-hmm. Like I can just bring people back to life and like yeah. come like rise, and mm-hmm. it's just like it feels like there's too much power there. He's a menace, and so yeah, we find out that that's what the island can do. You, they can teleport. Um, you can open portals from anywhere. Mm-hmm. They have these little, they have bases all over the world. So like those portals, you can literally be in Australia. Next thing you know, you're on Krakoa. Yeah. Next thing you know, you can be in Africa within seconds of just walking through a portal. Um, so this island is like really a good thing. Mm-hmm. But as we start going through the story more, we kind of start jumping into the future. So we see that mutant kind is not making it, mm. no matter what. Moira sees, like, no matter how hard she's trying, she can't figure out where it goes wrong. She may live a few years longer in some places, but mutant kind still falls. Yeah. And she's, she realized she only has 10 lives to live, and she's lived most of them already. So she dies comes back and realizes this is where she has to make that stand and that's where she lives long enough to team up with Apocalypse mm. because then it jumps I think a thousand years in the future Mutantkind is pretty much non-existent there's maybe I want to say six like X-Men left mm. and it's just like a Maj Paj group of uh, Wolverine still alive of course Apocalypse is leading and Wolverine is like, all right, boss, what do we need to do? Like, he is, he's down for it. He's down for Apocalypse. Like, that's how bad things are. Uh, who else? And then this is where Sinister kind of comes into play. Because after at some point, he started creating, like, mixes, match, matches of different mutants. Mm-hmm. And for the purpose of creating like an army mm-hmm. uh, there were some that so he started doing it but then 
it got to a point where they were being, they started becoming, being made, but with like a passive nature, so that they didn't want to fight mm-hmm. at all. Um, and that kind of became like a downfall. And then they get to another one, another generation of them where they're pretty much there to kind of be like cannon fodder. So it, at some point it just starts degrading more, less and less into being anything that's val- valuable mm-hmm. to mutant kind. Um, so yeah, there's Wolverine, Apocalypse, and Moira, and a few other characters. And they're being hunted by Master Mold. Mm-hmm. Oh no, not Master Mold. Uh, Nimrod. Okay. So Nimrod, this future is being pretty much overrun by machines at this point. Mm-hmm. Mutants are non-existent. Humans are pretty much just slaves. They're like just under the heel of yeah. machines. Uh, so the X-Men launched an attack to basically find out where Nimrod was created to go back and and stop it. And they do that. They find out when they download into a crystal. Mm-hmm. And Apocalypse had upgraded Moira with like this uh, device to where essentially it downloads all the information into the, from the crystal mm-hmm. into her mind. And then they kill her. So that she has all that knowledge now, but now she can restart her life with what she knows and Ooh. stop them. So that happens. They find out that this group of mutant haters that were built by like Hydra, um, AIM, X Hammer, Shield. When did all these other uh, fucking companies get into the mutant hating thing? Well, I think after these are like a small group of people that left those places Mm. to start their own. Okay. And they built this space station up in space. Mm -hmm. And essentially, what it is is it's a a mother mold. So it's a mother mold that's going to build master molds to build sentinels. And it's just floating up in, in space. And the X-Men find out that that's where Nimrod was created. Mm-hmm. And so they, they launch a plan, like, this is where it has to end. Yeah. So they go up there. I think it's Wolverine, Angel, Cyclops, Marvel Girl, uh, Nightcrawler. Uh, who else? I don't know what her, her code name is, but she turns in like red with like spikes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and someone else, but they they fly up to space. Mm-hmm. They get they get there. They land, and uh, the people on the station are like nothing's fully active yet. They're still building. Yeah. But as soon as they find out that the that the X Men are there, they blow up part of the station where they where they docked, mm-hmm. killing Angel, killing I guess someone else too. At least two people die mm-hmm. in that explosion alone. Uh, then they're like, "Shit, we gotta just get things going. We gotta <laughs> let's go." So they they jump into the station, and basically the 
the mother mold is a huge sentinel face, mm -hmm. but it's being he held in this circular station by like these clamps by four with four of them. Mm -hmm. So their plan is to basically destroy the clamps so that the mold just falls into the sun and that's it. Yeah. So they do it, but they meet resistance, obviously. So they, oh, Mystique's there too. Uh, I think they, because they, they land on one clamp, so when they blow that up, that's one down. Mm -hmm. They land on, they run through, Mystique almost gets one, but the guy who blew up the small section, mm -hmm. his wife kills her before she can get that one off. Essentially, they get all, they get three, mm -hmm. but they all die. So they're, they're no more. Jean stays on the ship because she has to be the, the, the link between Professor on Earth and everyone else on the team. Yeah. Uh, Cyclops gets murked pretty bad. Uh, who else? And then there's just one more clamp left. And this is, I thought this seemed pretty cool. So there's one more clamp left. Uh, and it's Nightcrawler and Logan. Mm -hmm. And they're staring out at it from the space station. But they can't get to it in time to like where it is. Yeah. So there's they're like talking and Logan's like, Do you think anything that there's anything after life? And Nightcrawler like puts his arm around him, he's like, If there is, like, come find me. Mm -hmm. And like like they, those are like their last words and he teleports them out into space. Uh Nightcrawler like incinerates like or just, like, not disintegrates, vaporizes because he's so close to the sun, like, mm. instantly. Yeah. Logan's, like, falling apart, but he's just, like, clawing away at the clamp before it, before he can do it. Luckily, he gets it, but he's disintegrated as well. Marvel Girl's the only one who got away because mm. she's, like, on an um, escape pod. Yeah. But as they entered, like, they got close enough to the space station, the alarm started going off. Mm. So the the agents on the station called in. They, I think they had like a, a bunch of like sentinels on Venus that they were like using for like mining and stuff like that. Mm. They called them over to the station. So while she's floating in like this like mm. uh, escape pod, they finally arrive mm. and just tear it up. Like they fuck her up. Like every and then they all die. All X Men are dead. Right. And then that's... This is, this is emotional. That's where we see them back on Krakoa, and that's where Charles brings them back to life. Mm. And it's like... It's so... it's It still sucks, because it's like, is that really them? Mm. Like, did they die? They died, but, yeah. like, is it really them? Yeah, from what I've seen with, like, the... Like, the regenesis process that they have, <laughs> it doesn't seem to always bring them back to like the full like like really them completely like I mean yeah it's their backup but it's just, it doesn't seem like it does the job at 100% yeah and so like he brings them back and to kind of show mutants that they have control and like everything they they bring them like they're butt naked yeah they bring them out and, like, all the mutants are, like, watching and Storm's on the stage. And she brings each of them out and just, like, you know this person? I know this. This is my brother. Like, this is Cyclops. Mm -hmm. And, like, do you know my brother? And everybody's like, yeah, Cyclops. 
And like she does it to everybody. Like she like brings each one of them out and like shows that like You know this girl? <laughs> you know her? <laughs> this is my sister. <laughs> so like she brings all of them out and like shows that like there's they're immortal. Mm-hmm. You can't you can die, but we're gonna bring you, you back. Think you can fuck <laughs> with us. Look at this. They died. But did they? Yeah, that's They're essentially what, what she's saying. They're <laughs> here. We can't be stopped. So, like, there's that. And then it, this is where, like, the Jonathan Hickman, like, kind of, like, hard for me to comprehend kicks in. Because mm-hmm. in the future, now we're talking about artificial intelligence and, like, machines that are not only taking over planet. They're taking over planets to turn into giant supercomputers to basically take over pockets of the universe, if I'm understanding correctly. And then there's like something that's above all that, that is like more than artificial intelligence. Yeah, I gotta read this. It's, it's nuts. This is my next read. There's a whole bunch, it, like it just jumps <clears throat> from like now to the future to this character and how they, tie in mm-hmm. and then Nimrod is here and he's taking up it's just a whole lot yeah, this like, is my next read even that DJ just went off right <laughs> that's the this is why I wanted to read the Sins of Sinister or like read this so I can read Sins of Sinister mm-hmm. because I feel like that's nuts yeah. and like it, it's not the you've helped me with this to understand a little bit more of the Sins of Sinister stuff mm. Um, and it, it definitely makes more s- sense now than it did 24 hours ago. Um, so yeah, now I'm going to give it a, yeah another chance. Yeah, overall, the story was like, yeah, I'm reading and like, I, <clears throat> I, I've said it before on the show, like I have a hard time reading the X-Men books mm-hmm. when we were reading them, uh, prior Mostly just because it was, like, they were always just kind of up to the same thing. Mm-hmm. This kind of felt like a refresher yeah. to me. And I liked, uh, the, what run was that? It was, like, uh, I think the Brian Michael Bendis run of, like, Uncanny X-Men and all that. Like, I really liked those ones, too, because mm. it was something, like, the X-Men are just always up to, like, some weird shit. Yeah. They're, um, it, it is, sometimes it does seem a little stale, because, like, I don't even know if stale is the right word, because it is, I mean, it's, it's true to life, really. Like, they kind of are, like, no matter which, like, group of people that you can think of that's been mistreated in America or, like, wherever, and, like, just and they're just mistreated because of what they are. Mm. Like they fit in that g- group, right? But that's kind of always like like their thing. Like, yeah. Are you guys like us? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, do you like us? No. <laughs> we want to kill you. <laughs> we want you all dead. <laughs> like it's it's kind of always the same thing, and like. I mean, yeah, there's there's different things. Like, there's Inferno, like, Days of Future Past. Like, 
those are the ones that I can think of the most. Cause that's the, what I've read, mm-hmm. like the older stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm reading this next. Yeah, this yeah. is a good one. I'd say definitely read it because it's also like it's refreshing because it puts them on a totally different status quo mm-hmm. of like where they're where they're starting. Like this is it starts. It's very positive, you mm-hmm. know. But you definitely, it's positive in a way you're like, this can't last. Yeah. You already see the cracks starting to begin, and now you just want to see what's under those cracks. And, like, the characters involved, too, like, I mean, they don't get a bunch of, like, time, but, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a few pages with, like, Sabretooth in there mm-hmm. that I really enjoy because he just seems, like, he's just so bad, he's so evil for no reason. Yeah. But it's just like I, I want to keep reading it, like his stuff. Yeah, there's a um, he has a, <coughs> a series going right now, Sabretooth and the Exiles. Yeah, I wanted to read that. I might start reading that one too after I finish this one. Yeah, I want to check that out. But yeah, this this has made me want to keep reading the the, the current X Men stuff mm-hmm. just to see like where it leads up to and how like it works. Yeah. So I, I would say for anybody wanting to read something and where to jump off, this is a great jumping off point, mm-hmm. almost like a reboot in a way. You don't have to know much about existing X-Men stories to know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, it really, it's 12 issues really, and it breaks down like the main points. And like I said, it's some stuff is hard to comprehend, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's, hard enough to where you're not going to understand what's happening in the story you'll sort of get it as you just keep reading and what comes along with it yeah yeah I'm checking yeah as soon as I'm done with Secret Wars I might jump to this yeah not bad yeah alright that was fun I like that that's like one of the first like ones we've gone through where I was just like because sometimes we, we go through events and, like, you'll do one and then, like, like okay, that was cool. I'm not going to read it. Yeah. But it was cool. But, like, this is, like, one of the first ones where it was, like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got to read through that. I got to check that out. I would say check it out. Um, the art's really good, too. Really? The, the coloring and the, um, the line work, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, forgive me because I don't remember who did it. But there, I I have seen their stuff before, and very vibrant, very like detailed. As depth. long as long as it's not that guy. <laughs> Trust me, I wouldn't recommend it if it was. The story could be great, but I would not recommend. Like, I'm not gonna get into it again. But um, yeah, that was that was it. Um. We're going to get out of here. Today, uh, at the time of recording, today is the second day of WrestleMania. Yeah. So I got to prep for that. <laughs> what do you have to do to prep? <laughs> I got to go make sure all my blankets are ready. <laughs> make sure nobody's watching anything on the big TV. And chill. Put a paper on there, reserved. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> reserved from 5 to, to 9 p.m. Come in mid-poofy. You gotta go. Hey. <laughs> I already set it up on the other mm, TV. <laughs> nah. 
Hey, go. Get, <laughs> get out of here. I was a little upset yesterday uh, with day one. Because uh, I heard John Cena lost. He did. It's, I, you know, I, this is not comic book related at all, but I was, I made fun of John Cena a lot. Is when I was like, yeah, I kind of wish he would be back. <laughs> and now he's like really enjoyable to watch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he lost yesterday. Um, the, the only other match I really, really cared about yesterday was <coughs> the Usos. And uh, the Usos against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Because mm. the Usos have had the tag belts for like over 600 days. Yeah. And um, they've just been... It, they've had like the greatest storyline with Roman Reigns over the last like three years. And my favorite part about it has been the fact that like normally in wrestling like the, the heel, the bad guy, comes in and says, oh, I'll kick your ass, and then gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Or every once in a while he wins, and then, like, no, I'm the best, and then, like, they're, they're kind of like chicken shit heels, like, oh, like, I'll kick your ass, and then, like, the, the face comes in and is like, oh, say it to my face, and then, like, he's running off. Like, Roman Reigns, for the last three years, has been, this has been Jonathan Hickman level, right? <laughs> like, he's... Every time he's walked up and said, I will beat the dog shit out of you, he's gotten into that ring and beaten the dog shit out of everybody and hasn't run from a single person. So Roman's had his belts for, I think, over 900 days now, which is ridiculous. And so the Usos had their tag belts for 620-something days, and then they fucking lost yesterday. And I get it. Story-wise, I get it. But I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> and then Roman Reigns has the main event today um, against Cody Rhodes. And I swear to God, if he loses that match, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I'm going... I, I, Cody I, Rhodes just came back, right? Yeah. Like, uh, maybe like a year ago. It's like his, his biggest match, though, since he's, since he's back. come back, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he came back like a year ago, and then he, uh, he got hurt. He tore his pec. That shit looked nasty. They, he tore his pec and then still had a match after that. And, like, all from right here to, like, up here, fat-ass bruise all in that area. It looked just, I'll send you a picture of it later. That was disgusting. I don't know how he wrestled like that. I feel like putting on a shirt with that would hurt. <laughs> ah, don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> It's commitment, though. Yeah. I mean, you got to... They put their bodies on the line. People, I know I know it's fake, but... Yeah, I mean, you're still throwing yourself over ropes yeah. and jumping off of ladders. You're mm-hmm. like, you can't fake that. Mick Foley got thrown 16 feet off the top of the cage. Yeah. Into a table. You're going to tell me that's fake? Yeah. Like, yeah, they planned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, somebody... <laughs> but he fucking planned to get thrown off the fucking cage. 16 feet in the air. Through a table. Yeah, and, like, he barely hit the table. Yeah, his shoulder <laughs> clipped the table. <laughs> From 16 feet up. And then, yeah. So, for everybody who says it's fake, I don't care. <laughs> Almost every show that I watch is fake. Yeah, everything we watch is fake. I watch Marvel movies. <laughs> I read comic books. 
right. Let's take another quick commercial <laughs> and close it out. Get ready for the biggest music festival of the year. Three days of non-stop music, food, and fun. And this year, we're thrilled to announce that the one and only Dazzler is headlining the show. The Dazzler is an incredible musician and performer, and we're honored to have her as our headliner. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be headlining the Webheads Festival. We're going to have the time of our lives, so get ready to dance and sing along. You'll hear all of her biggest hits, including Disco Inferno, Shine Like a Diamond, and Roller Boogie. In addition to the Dazzler's amazing performance, you'll also get to hear from artists like Siren, Lila Cheney, Star-Lord, Johnny Storm, and the Mary Janes. There will be food trucks, carnival games, and plenty of other activities to keep you entertained all weekend long. So grab your friends and come join us for the best music festival of the year. It's all happening at the Alameda County Fairgrounds. Get your tickets now at webheadspod.com. The three-day music festival, headlined by The Dazzler. Brought to you by The Webheads Podcast. Don't miss it. Not Colson. Dude from, uh... First of all, what were we, what were we talking about? Presley. Yeah, so I... Not fake. Not fake. Totally real. It's totally real. I watch it all the time. Most of the shows you watch are fake. We're, yeah. we're on a comic book podcast, so if you've made it this far, everything that Congrats. we're <laughs> enjoying <laughs> is fake, okay? But, um, oh, real quick, you were off camera, we were just talking about um, Secret Invasion, because mm. the trailer drops today. By the time this comes out, it's already out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were saying that What's the dude's name? He's in Black Panther. Oh, uh, the Ross. White dude. Yeah, they're saying they're because he's in that show. Is he in Secret Invasion? Yeah. Now they're saying that it was the one that was in Black Panther, the scroll, mm. or is he a scroll? Or because this is happening. Secret Invasion is happening after. Timeline wise, after Black Panther. Oh. And at the end of Black Panther, or oh, yeah, he gets he's arrested and then released. Yeah. Or... Oh, but he's like in like a suit and everything here. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's who's a scroll? Who knows? They just did a Secret Invasion uh, limited series. Oh yeah, how was that? Did you read um, it? it was good. And but you, the scrolls found a way to, mm-hmm. and then we found out that like. They've been on Earth for, like, years, and nobody <laughs> really knew. <laughs> but it was good. It was a little five-issue uh, series. But that's all I got. All right, that's all I got. Let's get out of here. All right, folks, thanks for listening and watching. Uh, remember, like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Share, share. Follow. Give us some comments. Interact with us. Please. We're, I uh, keep saying it. I think our cousin from Mexico added me. That's the only person our, uh, that's... I had a few people add my personal this week. Did um, you? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't even know if you followed me due to the show or just because... I don't know. They, they didn't say anything. <laughs> but I, I figured that's... Uh, I feel like a lot of pages deal with stuff like that. They just get a whole bunch of followers and nobody says anything. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get some comments out there somewhere. Yeah. Eventually. Shoot me, shoot me a follow request. I'll follow you back. You know, I, I post a lot of, like, 
little comics in my story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of depression. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> I just thought they were funny jokes. <laughs> yeah, they're all real funny, man. <laughs> just don't forget, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys like he said do all those things like comment share subscribe we'll be back in a few weeks we'll see you then Peace. adios